Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Today, we're going to be talking about filling your cup first. You heard that right, and let me say this straight away. Looking after yourself, nurturing you, and making you a priority is not selfish. It's a need, and you should be on top of your to-do list. You probably are asking yourself why. Well, because you cannot give what you don't have. And chances are that you are a caring individual, you care for others, and you want to do right by them. And that is fantastic. But you cannot do what's right if you're exhausted, confused, or feeling demotivated. The only way that you can do this is if you care for yourself in equal measure. I'll come out clean here. I'm guilty of this. I put myself on doing mode and just get things done all day, every day. Then the weekend comes and I realize I do not have the energy to do what matters most to me, which is spending quality time with my family. Or, you know, my body shuts down and gives me the rest that I've been craving for and I have not given myself. And let's face it, letting work, routine, takeover is a common mistake. And quite frequently we say we do not have to do it all, so we come last. Jet the laundry shopping groceries, working 10 hours a day, can of course be fitted in, but taking 15 minute meditation break cannot. Well, we're here today to tell you the opposite. It can, it should, and we're going to show you why you should make sure you do it. So what do you think, Fleur? Well, like most of us, I've learned the hard way. When I don't look after myself, I am inefficient, ratty, and not particularly a nice person to be around. When I do look after myself and make constant good choices, which let's face it, only I can choose to do, I can feel like I can take on the world. But whenever I get into habits that don't work for me, like slipping into too much TV or too much socializing or too much processed food, like I said earlier, I'm inefficient. So those things I mentioned are great in moderation, but when we do them too often, it just makes your whole system feel slow, sluggish, and you get into those negative cycles, especially now I'm in my mid-40s. Yep, it's happening. <laughs> if I, but then again, if I do... Flair, no one would I know, say. I know. Luckily, no one can see me. If I do have a week which is like this, and this is what I would say to our listeners, do not judge yourself because this just adds to the problem. As then you don't feel good, so you will have that extra piece of cake to make you feel good. So you're getting into like this, this cycle of uh, downhill spiral, really. So accept what is and say, what can I do to help me feel better? Short-term fixes only make you feel good in the moment. It is having that self-discipline, self-love to do things that will have that lasting happiness and fulfillment. So for me, it's always, what can I do to make myself feel proud and to make myself feel proud, you know, it is looking after my children properly, growing my business, and looking after my health so I can be around as long as I can for my family. So that has to come from good choices, which comes from looking after myself. Beautifully put. And because we know that this is a very important topic and one that should be on top of your priority list, as we said, we're going to be giving you 16 tips or steps 
to look after yourself in a better way. Now, we're going to be splitting this into two episodes to make sure that you get the most out of them. So today, we're going to be covering the first eight. And be sure to tune in next week as we give you the following eight. So on to number one, why it matters and how to do it. So number one, wake up early. Waking up at the 11th hour and rushing around induces stress. It may be a way of cramming in that extra sleep, but it's one of the worst ways to start your day. Waking up early enough to think about the day ahead, plan, read, write, do some yoga, meditation, prayers, whatever you choose your morning routine to be, can set you off to a great start. And if you wake up with enough time to calmly get out of the house and make the train or you know whatever transport you're using, you've already taken care of yourself before your day has even fully begun. Yeah, that early win of looking after yourself, I think just is that snowball then, isn't it, of having a good day. And I'm particularly good in the morning. So if I don't get in my exercise early and set my intentions for the day, I find that I don't have a productive or particularly happy or healthy day. So those early wins are really important. And starting from the night before, they say a good day starts from a good evening. So if you can get to bed early and wind down, you're more likely to get the sleep you need and then you will get up early. You know, some evenings that doesn't happen. For me last night, I was out with friends and I got into bed and I checked the time. I was thinking, right, I've got seven hours if I get to sleep right now. And you are going to have those evenings, but it's what you do the majority of the time that matters. Mm -hmm. So number two, eat well and drink water. So drink a tall glass of water upon waking up to kickstart your liver and body. And then make sure that throughout the day you eat good, nutritious food. Making sure that you have eaten a good meal will ensure you don't have any energy lumps and you feel more positive and ready for any challenges that come your way. It's also important that if you can, you also try and eat fresh, vibrant food that is in season. So again, you're inviting that freshness and you're eating everything that you know is freshly produced. So again, more nutritious, great meal coming your way. Yeah, for me, food is medicine. And I've, again, learned that the hard way. When I don't eat well, I feel sluggish, I feel tired, I get spotty. And when I eat well, I have more energy, more vibrancy, and I look better. So again, very important to put the right food in your mouth. But I would say listen to your body. There's so much research saying eat this diet or that diet. There is no hard and fast rules. Lots of people have intolerances to different foods. And the only way you can find out is by keeping a food diary and see how it does make you react. You know, some people are even allergic to hummus. And when they eat it, they feel sluggish straight after or oats. And they are considered healthy foods. So don't think you just need to stick to one diet. Just really think what works for you. We were talking about this before we came on air today and breakfast for years and years, we were told that a good hearty breakfast sets you up for the day. And there is much research now showing that not eating breakfast can be good for you, but you have to listen to your body. Cause I know when I was younger, I had to eat breakfast, but now I'm in my mid forties. I don't know why I keep saying that today. 
<laughs> reminding myself. Now I'm in my mid-40s, I do not digest breakfast very well. And that is suggesting that my bacteria in my stomach needs longer to repair from the evening meal. And I eat at midday. So just listen to your body and find out what works for you. I think that's, that's a key learning here. Just listen to your body and do what works. Brilliant. So number three is about being more mindful. So put your phone away so you can focus on the moment you're in, even while you're eating your meal. And I would say particularly if you're eating your meal, because then you will be able to savor all those flavors that we were just saying. But above it all, being mindful helps you appreciate what you're doing and also remember what you've done. So dedicating time to focus on what you're doing on the right here and the right now will also help increase your memory and brain capacity. And it will help you take in the moment, what's happening, capturing not just what's happening right now, but it's surrounding. So you're able to take it all in. And I think that's one of the most beautiful, empowering things that you can give to yourself, being able to be in the moment, appreciate the right here and right now, and see the things for what they are, so to speak. Yeah, I think that can happen in all walks of life. I mean, you can be in the car moaning about the traffic, but at the end of the day, you can be mindful and go, oh my gosh, how amazing this is that I'm sat in a warm car with a podcast on, you know, learning. I mean, these are all great technological advancements, but we don't think of it like that because we kind of take it for granted. Same as when we're in an aeroplane and we're sitting there going, oh my gosh, they're 15 minutes late taking off. But I mean, the fact that an aeroplane can take hundreds of people over the ocean, I mean, it's incredible. And I think sometimes we just, we're not mindful of how amazing, you know, life is. And when we are in that mindful kind of mindset, everything seems more incredible. But it does take practice. It doesn't just happen. We are so used to future thinking or past thinking that we're not in that present moment. So it's really important to try and practice, even if it's for a couple of minutes a day to start with, putting yourself in the moment when you're walking down to the shops and saying, how lucky I am to have all this choice. It really does change your world when you start thinking in a more mindful way. That's correct. I really love that one. I think Oprah was talking about it in one of her Super Soul sessions because she was struggling with you know this mindfulness and being aware and she was like how on earth am I going to do that you've told me to you know climb up the steps in my home and all I see is one step after another and so you know she learned to see those steps and actually started to focus on her feet going up and how her toes were functioning in helping her grasp the border of that step so you can practice this pretty much in everything that you do and start inviting that mindfulness and that awareness in every single step of the way. So on to number four, learning to say no. And let's just face it, you just can't do everything. You can't. And if you can't reduce stress by saying no, then I would say it's worth saying no every now and then. But we know that sometimes saying no can feel hard and I would say use this as a way of preserving your energy. And remember that no is a complete sentence that requires no explanation. Perhaps you can try saying no to little things first as you work 
your way up until you feel comfortable with it. But as I said, I think the main thing is to see this as a way of preserving your energy. So freeing up that space and mind, so physically and mentally, for things that are not needed or beneficial. Yeah, and I think, you know, for people who do find it hard to say no or think too compulsively, just saying, can I get back to you? To give yourself a little bit more space to think, does this align with my values? Does this align with my higher good and my family's higher good? And then you can make a decision from a better place, you know, from a conscious place, not just a compulsive kind of reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. So on to number five, which is slow down. So simplify your tasks. Take a deep breath and tick off what you can. Life never stops and everything gets done eventually. So, you know, I think it's important to know that the world is not going to stop revolving if you don't get everything done on time. And it works similarly to mindfulness, what we were saying on point number three. So I think perhaps trying to notice the things that you pass when you're driving or walking or do nothing for 10, 15 minutes when you wake up can really help you to start introducing this slowness into your life. It's also a way of processing your thoughts and let them sink in. And it's about just allowing yourself to be in the moment and just pause, click pause. Yeah, and there's lots of research to say when you're slowing down and your brain's not stressed, you can access the part of your logical brain that allows you to consciously make better decisions. And also, you know, that time with your children, there's so much research to show just having eye contact with your kids when they're talking makes them feel valued and gives them that self-esteem, that self-love that they're going to need to feel strong going forward so it's really important to slow down and also I think time just goes so fast we miss all those precious magical moments if we're always rushing from one thing to the other and not getting time to enjoy any of it yeah stop rushing around and start appreciating so number six is acknowledge your feelings and you know feelings are okay and it is okay to feel sad depressed anxious and happy. So sit with your feelings and perhaps one thing that you can do is write about them. It really can help to, you know, to let things sink in. Also, it's good to share your feelings if you can with someone that you trust. But I think above it all is understanding that being aware of how you feel can really help you manage the situation. Because if something is upsetting you, then try and exploring why. Why is it bothering you? And try getting to the source because only when you're aware and understanding of what goes inside, then you can fix the outside. Yeah, and feelings are normal. We're all human. We are going to have feelings all the time. But it's when those repetitive feelings come up and you'll notice that when you're writing them down or journaling, that there's a repetition and those are the ones that probably need addressing. There's a book called The Artist's Way where you do your morning writing and I have found lots of people that have read that book and followed the program have achieved amazing things because it really helps them think about it in a logical and creative way. So number seven, do something for yourself, whether it is a walk, writing, going on holiday, whatever you do, but make be it something that you enjoy. 
And, you know, you can also take the opportunity to enjoy what's around you. So if you live in the city, go and do some sightseeing. If you live in the countryside, like I do, you can jump in your car and drive around or walk around the rolling hills. It's just about, you know, doing something that you enjoy. And it could be reading, it could be scuba diving, you name it. But do something for yourself. Do something that brings you that joy. Yeah, and I think one way, if you're not sure what you enjoy anymore, and I often have people tell me this, that I've forgotten what, I've, what I enjoy because I'm so used to being on that treadmill of life, waking up in the morning and saying, wouldn't it be cool if? And that just allows your brain to think, what is it that you would enjoy to do if there was no restrictions? So try that little exercise. I love that one. I shall try it tomorrow. So on to the last one for today's episode and a personal favorite is number eight, connect with your inner child. And yes, you heard that right. So let that goofball be unleashed. So think about what you love to do when you were a child, whether it was riding a bike, going on picnics, role playing, roller skating, and try it, try and remember and try and doing it today. It has been shown to be invigorating for the brain. And, you know, I do have two little ones. And last weekend, for example, we were just out and about in the woods. And, of course, it had been raining. So what did we do? Jump in muddy puddles. And I am not sure who enjoyed that more, them or me. I just had such a blast just, you know, remembering what I used to do when I was little. And I just enjoyed the rain and being under the rain just for the sake of it. And I think we forget to just enjoy as we did when we were little. So let yourself free. Just do that freedom, that carefree moment of just enjoying life for what it is and enjoying what you're doing right now just because it's fun. Yeah, I think that playing, playing and having joy is just so underestimated. We still want to play as adults. We are still big kids and it re-energizes us. You know, my Sundays were basically this weekend running around in the woods, you know, hanging from the trees with the kids, running down slopes that were slippery, and then coming home to play board games. You know, it's, that is playing. And I think we forget how important that is for our health and well-being. So remember, what did you like doing as a kid? And, you know, try again and see if you still like doing it. Yes, thank you, Fleur. So don't forget, people, just play. We really encourage you. And it would be great if you come back next week and you tell us, I've been playing all weekend and I loved it. So let us know. So this was it for today's episode. Hopefully, we've given you some thought starters and some food for thought. And we look forward to seeing you here next week for some more healthy tips about how to look after yourself. And as always, we really thank you and we welcome you coming here every week to join us. And as always, please share the love, share it with anybody that you think may benefit from this. And we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye.